0: All right, we have our new RPG Everlasting Crusades. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's gonna be an amazing franchise, yeah. and we brought in a, a composer with a lot of thank you a lot of people have been saying great things about you. Thank
1: you so much. yeah. Uh,
0: cuz we know the music is the, the what makes an RPG memorable. Yeah, right? a lot right. of
1: the, a lot of the time you're looking at like text on screen and stuff, yeah. so like and characters are just still. So you got to really make a banger of a, a battle theme.
0: It's got to be engaging because this is turn-based throwback, you know, tactical combat, but we need something that just yeah. really engages Yeah. And the I think
1: also a hallmark of the genre is that it needs to be something that you can hear over and over and over again.
0: One hundred percent. Yeah, it's going to keep playing. We're going to have a lot of random encounters. So I'm I'm going to set up. I'm going
1: to set up the field. Imagine if you will, our spiky-haired protagonist. He's uh he comes around a corner and he sees his first machine. It's a spider robot. And the spider robot like unleashes an attack and the screen blurs and spins okay, and enter yeah. the battlefield.
0: This is exactly what happened, yeah. the prologue. Yeah, yeah.
1: you're your your uh your your spiky protagonist on the right hand of the screen, your spider robot on the left hand of the screen, and this music thunders to life. One, two, one, two, four. Give me a break.
2: Sorry, hey Matt,
0: was yeah. that? Can you po- can you stop that real quick? Because I don't know if that would like the link was maybe
2: uploaded to YouTube and that was like just a, a pre-roll ad. No, this the link that I clicked said this is the real one.
1: Yeah, that's a okay. real one. And the
2: title here it says this is the real one. Yeah. I promise. And that was Dropbox or ever, something. Everlasting yeah. yeah. okay, Crusade
1: Battle Theme. Uh, so I want you let. Can we just focus on those first drum drops? Up at the top, like just cue that up again one more time. Like I want you to I want you to feel the thunder. Like you're like ready to go. Pull out your sword. What magic are you gonna use? And you hear this. Boop boop boop. One, two, three. Give me a break. So Give me a break.
2: Break me up. I don't I don't hate I don't hate the drums as the intro to the battle. The rest of it. I find problematic because it's a Kit Kat commercial. Yeah, that's the thing. It's an
0: existing theme for Kit Kats. No, it's not. The candy. No,
2: it's not. The chocolate candy. And
0: even if it wasn't infringing on an existing song, it's like the the brand, mentioning the brand. No,
1: no. Limit break. Give me a break. Give me a break. It's a limit break. Look. There's not, there's, a, there's a, a there's a there's a chorus we haven't even well, there's hit. A limit.
2: It's four. Yeah.
1: Okay, so I want you to imagine it's your fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, four hundredth battle in the game. Okay. How good is this song to be able to hear it more than once? Let's play it one more time. One two
0: one two three. four. Give me
1: a break. Fuck yeah! Give me a break. The thing, the issue Bring is that
2: the song a isn't today. bad. Fire Fireaga. Oh, <laughs> I would
0: say as a jingle for the candy bar Kit Kat, it's not bad. No.
1: Listen to this. Boom!
0: As the battle theme for our, you know, Super Nintendo Genesis era throwback RPG, I don't think it's appropriate.
1: I want you to know how hard it was for me not to bring in Baby Elephant Walk.
0: Okay. This is the same person we got for the boss theme. That's the issue.
2: Yeah, I, I... this is my bad. Uh huh. See, they're wearing a different hat. The th- it's the yeah. hat. The hat's what through. Yeah, me. I just didn't recognize you guys. The you
1: guys don't appreciate genius when you see it. You don't appreciate that all the work and hard to- efforts are put into this. This a hard. This is this. First off, it's one or the other, guys.
0: I guess it's this one. This is better. (laughs) (laughs) We battle the same mobs to the same songs over and over again, and don't get tired of it as we pick our favorite battle themes this week on Get Get Played.
1: to Get Played, your one-stop show for good games, bad games, and every game in between. It's time to Get Played! I'm your host, Heather Ann Campbell, along with my fellow host,
0: Nick Weiger. That's me, Nick Weiger, and I'm here with our third host, Matt
2: Apodaca. Hello, everyone!
1: Hello! Everyone, and welcome back to Get Played. We're in the studio. We're all looking at each other's faces. <laughs> it is Not through it is, Zoom screens. It, no. is, it is sweaty. IRL. It is sweaty as fuck. I, it's hard after adjusting to only having to communicate with people uh, on screen that I am slowly working back into the world. Guys, yeah. don't like it.
0: <laughs> wow, I'm the opposite. I love talking to people IRL. Yeah. That's my jam. No way. I, I will say my big issue is. And this is a thing that you mentioned about being sweaty. I mean, in the more literal sense, mm-hmm. every recording studio is like a little too hot, and I think it's because it's just because of of sound, right? I mean, Matt, you're referring to the production side, but it's just like if you if you've got like an AC going, it's too it that gets into the microphones and that poisons the well. Oh, I thought you meant that the content we were making was absolute fire. That too. You know, but I mean, all the more reason would be nice if it was a little bit cooler temperature wise. I feel like
2: though, like because there is AC in here technically Mm -hmm. and it's sort of on, but
0: not really. That's the whole thing. Like this is like the coolest recording studio I've ever been in. Yeah. In terms of temperature. And it's still like a little too. Because
2: like you could zap out. I mean, everyone who is actually like an actual audio engineer who's going to listen to this is going to be mad when I say this. I'm like, you can just fucking zap it out. No, like, you get that shit out Yeah, there.
0: Just run, there, run noise reduction and Audacity. Dust your hands yeah. off. Call uh,
2: it a It's called Pro Tools, sweetie. Ever heard of it? <laughs> yeah. Fil- Audio one, connect.
0: One, one filter, uh, yeah. a, a, a command A, uh, run the denoise
2: filter and uh, collect your eight hours of pay. In the summertime. Fucking lazy engineer. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fucking get him,
2: dude. <laughs> uh, in the summertime, Heather, you're in your garage. It gets hot as hell in there. Yep. I, interesting. Huh. Interesting that no listeners have ever commented, that air conditioning is really loud. You can zap it out. You zap it out of there. Well,
1: I also, I also fill my pants with ice. Oh yeah, yeah. Well,
2: that's the thing we don't. That's a thing that's actually really hard to edit out. And uh, you know, just the ice sort of just the jostling, cracking. yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> and the squish every time I adjust my weight in the chair.
0: Ice trousers feels like a thing that you would. That would be like a Kickstarter in like two thousand seven. That would get like a yeah. you know, hundred fifty oh, million dollars committed. Oh,
1: it will will be a Kickstarter in twenty thirty for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When it <laughs> starts, be like oh, um, I've made outfits out of ice.
2: Yeah, average heat uh, on Earth one hundred and thirteen degrees annually. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what a pleasure we're in store for. The future is going to be everything the dystopian novels told us it would be, and
2: more. Yeah. It's going to be worse. They do because you don't can't account for everything it's true. in a dystopian uh, novel. Yeah, you know sometimes it's like oh, there's like uh, bands of outlaws that are uh, you know racist or whatever, and then right. other ones it's like the world's too hot. There's no more water, and, now, and our world is going to have all it's of it. Both. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be great. I
0: just want the like one cool thing. Like you give me like ha- I an- mean there
1: is cool things. It's not you know
0: what you know what I'm talking about. Your
1: phone is so cool it's incomprehensible. I fucking
0: hate that thing. Yeah, Get but- out of here. <laughs> Pisses me off every day. But
1: like it's like to to put yourself back in two thousand and seven, not that long ago, uh-huh. and imagine just a flat piece of glass that you hold in your pocket that has everything on it and fast. Yes, it's fucking insane. No,
0: it is. I was and you know I was watching a movie from two thousand six, the flip phone era. Yeah, and I was just like, oh my god, that feels so long ago. Yeah, the idea that like a text message was just text that you would receive. Yeah. So yeah, from that standpoint, it's like it like yes, that aspect is amazing, but. But you know what I mean. I mean, like a hover train or a fucking gigantic, you know, this holographic guy wants to be woman on this fucking snow piercer over here. This yeah, guy. exactly. Give me to... some. Give me something cool from one of these dystopian <laughs> nightmare. Films.
1: I was watching. So I was watching Party Down in order to prep for the new season of Party Down. Mm-hmm. You know, just to enjoy myself. Really fun. Flip flip phones and Party Down. I don't know how old the show is. It's not that old, right?
0: Mid two thousands. Mid two thousands.
1: Flip phones and Party Down. And there's an episode where they go to a Republican party, and they're hosting a Republican party, and it's just The the Republicans are depicted as like normal guys who are like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, we just want small government. And there's like a couple people who are there's like a gay Republican there. And it's just sort of like light. And I'm like, the fact that they don't have smartphones is exactly why this Republican group is presented this way, <laughs> right. because the invention of the smartphone is what creates the Republican Party of today. Yes. So it's real. it's a an insane time capsule.
0: It's also there, there's the like I, I think it wasn't until like 2012 or something. It was later than you think where mobile use of Facebook surpassed like desktop use of Facebook. Like even when social media was in mm-hmm. its nascent stages, it was still. Uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that word right. Uh, it doesn't matter. Nascent, yeah. whatever. It doesn't matter. It's okay. Yeah. None of us are mad. <laughs> um Someone will be mad.
1: NASCANT. NASCANT stages.
0: <laughs> the the like it was all like on computers, so it's a completely different sort of yeah. like it's not like a thing that you're with you have with you all like constantly. Yeah. It's not. It's it's, it's someone would sit down yeah. like at their desk and then go home and forget about it.
1: And instead, now I can look at TikTok create. Use a beauty filter on my face and be like, huh, maybe I should wear makeup.
2: <laughs> you don't got to do that. I, d- yeah. I
1: could, though. I could wear we like could. real I like millennial it better, makeup. I like it better
0: when chicks don't wear makeup. Yeah, man. it's more, it's
1: more yeah. real. <laughs> I like it better yeah. when
2: broads don't wear makeup. Broads? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, you know, I like to see like the real. Thing, yeah, let me you know? see. Yeah. Warts and, all. and beauty. Yeah. Warts? <laughs>
0: I like a I like a dame with a lot of warts. Yeah, dame?
2: and like and like really like stringy, like witch hair kind of. Stringy? Yeah. <laughs> Green skin. <laughs> I love a witch. Near a cauldron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to just leave my phone at home. Yeah, I know. Like, isn't I that wild? Didn't, I didn't, you didn't need it all the time. Also, I was like, who am I going to call? I'm with my parents. Like... <laughs> Now it's like a dare. Now it's yeah. like
0: a challenge. Like like go like I like I will read like mindfulness books and they're all like try Definitely.
1: going for a walk. When, for- when you went, I've been reading mine, I was like, this sentence is going dark. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We should talk about this month's We Play, You Play, which we have not decided yet. Oh, yeah. Last month we did, we talked this out live on the air. Uh oh. and we figured it out. Oh, we're I don't doing know. it. I, I don't know. We thought we could maybe do it, figure it out, discuss. We don't have to. We don't have to commit to anything. The, but.
1: the next month of my life is looking like the, the, the most intense gauntlet I've ever experienced, so I yeah. pitch Minesweeper. <laughs> <laughs> we could do it. Hey, I'll do a fucking hour on Minesweeper. Yeah,
2: I wouldn't necessarily hate that. Uh Certainly spent more than an hour of my life playing it. The so one, I say. I, The one that we were kicking around, that I Metroid. did was Metroid Prime remastered. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because Nick and I are already playing it. It yeah. was a selfish pick. But it might also be like a little
0: dated by the time this episode comes out. But also I think like, yeah, well, maybe people will have time to play it. And also people who have not revisited the remaster, but remember the original
2: and that does will
0: have their thoughts
2: on it. Does it preclude us from in the future? Not this coming May, but in the future doing a Metroid month. I don't know. No, I don't think so. so, There's there's so much Metroid. There's so many fucking Metroids. We
0: could definitely do that. You know, hey, we could talk talk Metroid uh, Prime Hunters. We could talk Metroid Prime Pinball. Yeah, that's right. Lots of Metroids. The month's already halfway done. There you go.
1: Street Fighter 2. What about Street (laughs) Fighter? We could do a Street Fighter 2. Hey, I'd be down for that. (laughs) There's a lot to discuss in Street Fighter 2. We just did Goldeneye. Uh, I'd be fine with Metroid Prime. So,
2: is it, so are, are we Are we good to announce Metroid Prime no, Let's pencil in re- yes. Metroid Prime I th- Remastered. I think just do it. Let's just do, just do it. it. Yeah, a, a f-
1: I'm going yeah. on a flight tomorrow. I'll bring Metroid Prime.
2: Wow. So there we go. And here's the thing. I don't, Have you ever played it before, Heather? No. I think just from my very limited experience with it so far, I think you're going to fucking love it. Okay. Yeah.
1: Having never played it, my initial mm-hmm. impression of the game is it's a lot of like downtime where you're like looking for shit. And mm-hmm. I'm going to be really angry about that. Mm-hmm. Just heads up
0: we'll talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to like you can get by without scanning all this stuff. Like a lot of that is just like hey, I'm getting some some flavor text to start up, to sort of
2: understand the the I want to be dropped in,
1: more. be told this button gives you ball and then the other button is gun.
2: This button gives you ball. <laughs> you want like <laughs>
1: Hey, this button gives you ball.
2: <laughs> so Metroid Prime Remastered. Let's say let's say we're
0: doing that. We're, we're doing-, doing it. I'm, I'm 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 excited. I'm very excited. Can't, to talk I about can't. I
1: can't wait. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop by uh, my favorite uh, in in my tangible game store here in Los Angeles. See if I can grab a copy, and then I'll bring it with me.
0: Do you want to shout it out, or are you worried about it? The people swarming
1: game Game Realms is in Burbank. It has a really nice. Um, like, anything that has, like, limited runs or small press, mm-hmm. they usually have copies of it there. They also have a really, really uh, well-curated retro selection. Mm. So, like, when I bought Out of This World for the Dreamcast, which was, like, a super limited print, they just had it on the shelf there. Wow. And not, like, for a markup. Just, yeah. like, this is a place to go when you want to find a rare game.
2: So that means they'll have Metroid Prime Remastered. Probably, Because yeah. a lot of the regular stores I'm hearing are having uh, limited stock. Yeah. Ironic
0: that it has a retro game, game section and we're playing a
2: game developed by Retro. So Metroid ironic? Prime Remastered coming- Ironic? End of the month. This we play, you get stringy. Uh, but
1: it's a very definition of irony. Great. Uh, I can't wait to tell you guys how I played the lobby of Metroid Prime and uh, and that was as far as I got. You're going to get more <laughs> into
2: it because it's fun. Think, You're going to like
1: Nope, it, it won't happen.
2: I think you're going to like it a lot.
1: My free time this month is going to be dedicated to the game I'm playing right now, the game I'm always playing right now, Yeah, and then five minutes on the side for Metroid Prime. <laughs> for only you're going budget
0: more time for it. I'm no,
1: confident. no, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope. no.
0: Let's get into some video games we are playing right now. Though. Yes. And look, I don't know exactly how we're going to transition into this because as listeners, regular listeners are aware, last week we got a an unexpected resignation. From our regular master of ceremonies, (laughs) a
1: resignation full of resignation, full of resignation from the Resident Evil merchant who
0: normally stewards this segment into you know into action. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but uh, honestly, we don't we don't need that. Well, what if it's
1: like a friendly chat?
0: Yeah, what if it's just like what if it's like, hey
1: Nick, what are you playing?
0: Yeah, this is great. This is a great way to get into what are you playing. I think that's nice. We don't need the sort of you know tense presence of this uh, hulking. Ghoul, who's yeah, got and we're a not, and we're not putting him down. Ammunition.
2: We're not putting him down behind his back not because him, we yeah. miss him or anything. No, we don't it's miss like, him. Yeah. Like, who misses yeah, that yeah, we this don't miss guy? Oh, no,
1: the guy never, almost never speaks to me. Yeah, yeah. so
2: yeah, so like we don't, don't even him. need him to do this because it's <laughs> fine. Yeah, yeah, It's like, it like who's it's even, fine, who even who even cares? Yeah, Whatever's up to? It's yeah, cool. I
1: don't. I, don't I hope he care.
2: fucking died. I hope he's on another podcast. Or what? You, what? I, I, I hope he died. I, no,
1: I I don't hope that. I hope he's dead too. You <laughs> hope he's on a different podcast?
2: <laughs> yeah, he can be fucking the new Jamie or whatever on Rogan's yeah, podcast or fine. something. Yeah, whatever. I don't care.
1: I mean, it would be an incredible crossover event if the Resident Evil merchant showed up on Rogan. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I, it's almost one of these things where like, if somebody else that we knew went on, I'd be a little disappointed. But for him, I would love it. <laughs>
0: I'm just i I feel like Rogan would just glom onto all of his politics.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know I don't even I don't I don't take any medicine anymore. Yeah. I just have whatever the the merchant has. I'm eating raw fish now. It's all I'm
0: eating. <laughs> yeah. Black bass completely restores my health.
2: Yeah, he said that this hunchback is actually the prime form for a human male. So, <laughs> <laughs> Nick, what are you playing?
0: Heather, thank you for the question. So I, I'm going to talk real quick about. Uh, I'm talking about three things. I'm going to talk real quick. First up about Sekiro. Still working my way through it. Uh, Dragonrot is a thing I've talked about, and this is the thing that, as you're progressing through the world, uh, one, one indication that you're dying uh, is, which you will do, because it's a From Software game, is that NPCs will get sick with Dragonrot. Mm-hmm. And they, when you encounter them, they will be just like the... <coughs> these, like, really nasty, uh, you know, coughs. Like they have a tuberculosis or some sort of, uh, I, some wish, sort of horrible I wish I wish COVID moment.
1: had been called dragon rot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: My God, how much cooler would that have been? That's the thing. I got dragon rot.
1: That's a, like like it's like twenty
0: eight days later has like the rage virus. Why did we get COVID instead of the rage virus? So I mean, slow. I don't
1: want the rage virus, no. but I want the name. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm saying. Like,
0: give me the cool parts of the dystopia. Give me yeah. that cool parts of the apocalypse. I got like, the rage virus boring. when I tried to freaking pirate Rage Against the Machine. There you go. So, one one thing I like about Dragon Rot is that first off, it's a it's an indicator. Uh, like, it feels like a punishment. It feels like a a you know like like hey, you are getting demerits for this. But it also doesn't really affect your gameplay all that much because it, all it really does is reduce the percentage chance. I've said this before on the podcast that you will get a bonus uh, upon upon dying that you will get an unexpected thing. So it's like it's like it's like pretty. It's a pretty minor thing that you will get from. Uh, restoring dragon rot or, or curing everyone's dragon rot. But also it ties in thematically to just like the idea of like, this is a punishing world. And as, as all these game worlds are, this is a punishing world where we're all doing all we can to just try to stay alive and self-preservation in and of itself is so tenuous where You only like really the decision to save these others will can never can cannot be selfless. Mm -hmm. It has to be like at a time when it benefits yourself. Um, So, yeah, I just I I, I really like it. I think it works really well in terms of just, you know, in terms of the themes of the of this game and the and these sorts of games. And then also just like as a as a mechanic, as a device. Uh, I think it's I think it's great. Um, I also want to talk real quick about Pizza Tower. So this is a game that I mentioned last (laughs) week. Developed and published by Tour de Pizza, who for a long time I think was just one person. I'm playing it on Steam. You know, it's it's one of those things with PC gaming, and I'm sure you both experienced this with a Steam Deck as well, is just like you end up with those with having to debug some issues that are sometimes just specific to your own hardware. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was just like when I was connecting my Xbox controller over wirelessly, uh, the the control was really It it just had some weird like unresponsiveness in terms of like, okay, if I was like dashing and then I jumped, um, you're supposed to be able to just like keep holding the dash and that continues to work, but I'd have to press it again. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Why does this feel so wonky? I plugged in my controller and it's fixed and it's the kind of thing of just like whatever i i love pc gaming i'm glad that these platforms exist i'm glad it's so easy for an indie developer to put something out but but like that's just a thing you don't really run into on consoles yeah as much, which is like my controller is going to behave completely differently plugged in versus wireless anyway the pizza tower of the game uh that's a small tangent plays like wario land it looks like hey arnold or like another like 90s nickelodeon cartoon oh. it's kind of got that like really you know the super exaggerated character animation um Uh, These uh, these kind of like unpleasant looking intentionally, you know, character designs like really exaggerating squash and stretch uh, with, you know, the with like the uh, the jumps and the acceleration and stuff. Uh, But the animation is really, really nifty. It feels like Wario Land, but it also feels like Sonic in the sense that so much of the game is about speed. And you kind of get to that just on the cusp of being out-of-control feel that you have in Sonic games at it, at their best. Uh, you, know, you know, when you're just like you're racing really fast, and you kind of just don't really know what you're going to impact next um, until you learn the level layouts. And that's really, really fun. The way it handles damage and death um, is... As far as I can tell, the penalty is only in terms of score and rank. Like, you, you seem mm-hmm. to be able to take... You don't really have a health bar. You seem to be able to take, you know, a number of hits. You can you can fall down a pit, and you just basically restart and respawn uh, on that same run. You don't have to restart any... Redo any section of the level. And so... You know it it like like the way all that is handled seems very user friendly, but also it just has like a like a built in speed running aspect, Uh, you know, in terms of just kind of trying to accelerating through accelerate through these levels as quickly as you can, which ties in with how. These game with how it works when you get to the end of a level, which is that you have to sprint through on the turnaround and exit the level the same way you got you got in uh, oh. with a timer, hmm. and that's really cool. That's really fun because you've learned the layout, but you also like it feels differently. Obviously, to progress to the opposite direction and it's populated with new enemies. Um, I don't know. It's got a lot of personality. It's just a super fun 2D platformer uh, that's just kind of get this this retro in the. Uh, the the this retro '90s feel to it, slash slash '2000s Game Boy Advance sort of feel to it, and I don't know, I just I feel like it, I think it's an absolute hoot.
1: You oh. truly sold it exactly as it looks. As I pulled it up on my iPad here, yeah. looking at the design, it's a hundred percent Nickelodeon, Ren and Stimpy, yes, Hey Arnold, like that that aesthetic. Um, it is it. It is a beautifully ugly game.
0: Yes, yeah, I think that, and it's obviously, you know, I think that's that's what they're going for. And I, I, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's a delight if you like these sorts of platformers. Um, also some real challenge in terms of trying to get to the the A ranks, the S ranks, and then the elusive P rank. I guess what I guess for pizza, which is above S. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, playing some Pizza Tower. Looks like it's verified for Steam Deck too. Uh, so oh, there you maybe go. I'll be checking that out. Yeah, probably a good Steam Deck, deck. yeah, Steam deck I'm, l- I'm
1: looking at the color palette for one of these levels, mm-hmm. and there are three different orange colors. Pink, purple, light blue, green. Like it is just a, like you would never see that spectrum of colors yes. combined anywhere but. 1990s animation yeah 100 so ugly it's amazing
0: it's great it's, and yeah you mean like no we're not we're not saying that in a pejorative way it's like it's that's that's what it's going for.
1: yeah yeah no i'm yeah no it makes me sick <laughs> <laughs> it's not like it is it is not bad yes it is intentionally this which means that it's good because it 100 looks like this
0: yeah for sure so yeah that's pizza tower I can I talk, can I say one more thing real quick? And this is this, is a, you want, this is a different Just
1: fucking take over the podcast. Just <laughs> <laughs> fucking tossed it to me.
2: <laughs> there he goes. Let's get, no, no, of course. The
1: the merchant's not here, and suddenly you're just like, you know what? I- I'm gonna spend like 40 minutes talking about <laughs> what I'm playing. Hey, I th- the the ball. I, th- I got past the ball. I'm gonna fucking take the shot. And hey, the truth and is, you know we what? Have I'm have an, for most we we have clock. like an additional 40 minutes of time because he's not here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so go off, King. Yeah. yeah.
0: One one quick thing, real quick, just because I'm reading this, the new Sumner Redstone book, uh, unscripted Sumner Redstone for people who don't. Follow that aspect of of media coverage was the CEO of Viacom, oh. uh, well into his nineties. Just one of the all time fucking ghouls. Just a nasty fucking misogynistic, uh, profane, uh, retrograde piece of shit. And uh, you know, just one of these real, real disgusting, gnarled billionaires. The that that just like in this book, it's just talking about like what a what a what a monster he is. Uh, his his daughter was like on this corporate board and he would like call her the C word in meetings in front of everybody. Uh, he degraded his son in front of everyone. My cute point- daughter. Yeah, cute daughter. But which she was like embarrassed. Like, I, I'm a professional. Yeah, here. don't make me feel like a little girl. <laughs> there is a point where there's a point in the book where. uh they're, they're like, someone's like, hey, su-, like talking to his daughter and is like, hey, Sumner, um, you need to like patch things up with your daughter. Like, you're being unreasonable. Like, you know, she has some good ideas for the future of the industry. And th- this voice of reason is Donald Trump. Oh <laughs> like, my God.
2: Like... <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, anyways, <laughs> the reason I bring that up in this context is that, that Viacom owned Bally Midway. For a for a oh. while, and see, there's a part of this book where Sumner Redstone is after the success of Mortal Kombat, and obviously, like you know, his his big company was National Amusements before he t- took over Paramount and then Viacom and CBS, and that was a. You know, it was theaters and he also had arcades and was invested in Bally Midway and Bally Midway was a huge moneymaker in the 80s and 90s. And then Mortal Kombat hits. And he's like, this is a big new thing. So he's just funneling money into Bally Midway. Mm -hmm. And his daughter is like, arcades are dying. The movie industry is shifting. We can't be doing this. He's so spiteful at her that he appoints her the like in charge of Bally Midway. Yeah. She's like, this company is not going to work. And it ultimately folds. And he ends up selling this company that he's invested billions of his own money in for like $100,000. Whoa. So it's just, it just kind of like, I, I don't know. It was just an interesting little nod to video game dumb's impact on the entertainment industry uh, yeah. or or Hollywood. And then also just like how this one like monster was so heavily, you know, in, entrenched in it and, yeah. and thought it was the future and was wrong. Well, if my daughter the side.
2: didn't believe in me, I guess I'd have a couple words for her too. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh It's good that when I look someone up like that and Mm -hmm. I don't know who they are, my first thought is, well, I'm glad this person's dead. (laughs) Really, truly, it looked, it it seemed to be,
0: he seemed to be just like a true piece of shit. He looks
1: like like his, he looked AI generated in the photo that you pulled up on the screen. He looked like, like, uh, hey, mid journey, make me a, uh, billionaire who is rotting from the inside and <laughs> yes. literally just looks like that. Dude. Make me
2: someone who's uh, the impact of their choices affects how they look. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> it is
0: very it is very from soft. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just just a melting wax figure of himself. Just yeah. a True. True piece of shit. Well, Rotten Hell Sumner yeah. uh, thing. <laughs>
1: Hey, Matt. Yes. What are you playing?
2: Uh, Thank you for asking me. Uh, You know, you mentioned selling a physical copy of the- Pokemon Black and White. Of Pokemon Black and
1: White. In order to afford the Apple ARS. Yes.
2: And I, uh, in addition to playing this month's We Play, You Play, which I'm absolutely loving, and I'll speak more on later. Monday, March 27th. Yes. On this month's We Play, You Play. Yes. Metroid Prime Remastered. Metroid Prime Remastered. Uh, I'm playing Pokemon Black on my Steam Deck. And this is the one Pokemon game that I skipped. And Pokemon Black and White too. Trubbish. Trubbish is there. I haven't, Trubbish. Seen, I haven't seen Trubbish yet, but I'm very excited to encounter Trubbish. If I catch a Trubbish, I'm going to name it Heather and put it in my party.
0: Trubbish. Um, I wish the Resident Evil merchant had Trubbish's vocabulary,
2: just like one <laughs> word. Still, forty minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm fucking loving this thing. It yeah. is, wow. It is.
1: It's so good. It is
2: such a refreshing. Um, well, for me return to form because I was a little disappointed in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet because of the sort of like everything. Everything, but also but specifically the the lack of like um it was too open to me. Mm-hmm. Like you can t- you can tackle anything in any order. The even the bad guys in it aren't really bad guys. Like you you have to go to them. They're not really interrupting you uh, in in your story to mm-hmm. become the Pokemon champion. This game these fucking uh, Team Plasma or whatever they are, they keep showing up. And I was like, get the fuck out of here, dude. I'm trying to get badges. There's everywhere, and I, I love it. It's great. Trubbish! <laughs> Trubbish is there. <laughs> you have these two friends who are sort of accompanying your journey alongside you, but not in tandem. Like, So you'll get to a new town, and they're already there, and be like, hey, g- hey, Matt, shit's fucked here. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> you got to help. Uh some this these this uh this bad team took this little girl's Pokemon. And so you gotta go deal with that and stuff. And also, it might be my favorite Pokemon aesthetic in a very long time. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um because it's a mix of it's I mean it's on DS. Right. So it's still 2D sprites, but they've it's late enough in the DS's life cycle where they've sort of figured out how to Uh, make 2d sort of 3d yeah where it has a little bit of both and it just it's it's fantastic i love how it looks it plays really great on the steam deck it's so fun um i i picked um the pig the fire pig he's evolved to a second form right now pig knight which is very funny Mm -hmm. um and the the team the team is coming along. I, I keep catching new guys and putting them in the team, because I'm having a hard time picking who gets to stay in the squad, because everybody in here is new. Not necessarily new to me, because I've seen them in other games. But I don't really know who's, you know, who's who or what's what. So I'm having a really great time playing that and, and, and looking forward to uh, you know what, what, whatever else is coming next in that game, and then probably playing Pokemon Black 2. Um, I love it.
1: I so Pokemon Black and White came out while I was living and working in um Manhattan mm-hmm. and was having New
2: York City.
1: Was having just greatest one of city the in the world. Worst years of my life emotionally. <laughs> um and I pulled a slice of pizza in half.
2: And I fully I think that would be good at twelve fifty five.
1: I fully <laughs> believe that Pokemon Black and White allowed me to romanticize living in Manhattan. Uh huh. So that I could tolerate existing. Yeah, like I was like, oh, this is this is like where I, where I found a Pokemon. I can do this. Yeah, I can make it through this. Wow, like it 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 it's like if you were miserable in Paris, but you could imagine yourself as like being in a French movie. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's it it really helped, and I also it's got. (laughs) Tremorish. <laughs>
2: <laughs> had you played a bunch of Pokemon before that, or was that like you had just jumped back into it?
1: I jumped back in. Okay, like I played, I played Game Boy Pokemon mm-hmm. Blue, mm-hmm. Uh, and I played Ru- Ruby on the R- Ruby Advance, Sapphire. Yeah, uh, and this was, I think, my third Pokemon wow. game total. Yeah, uh, and I was like, this is wonderful. Also, doesn't it have like a, or maybe that's the 3DS version. there's one where, like, it had like a, like a fashion show.
2: I don't know if that one's in there yet. I haven't experienced it. Hmm. Um but every every Pokemon game has some some ancillary bullshit that yeah. you can do. <laughs> right. Where you can dress up your Pokemon and do a little fashion show yeah. or do like a sort of like um yeah, like a beauty contest of some kind, make sandwiches or whatever. It's always like something where you're like, Okay, they show you how to do it so you can do it. Yeah. And that's the one time that I do it.
1: The best way to determine that you're dying as a human being is to look at games that you believe are recent mm-hmm. and see how old they look and then be like, oh my God, oh God, games have come so far. Oh God, I'm dying.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's wonderful. It's, it's. Because
1: Pokemon Black and White looks old.
2: It looks old, but it has so much it's so charm. It's so fucking I good. wish they would make a game, I wish they would make the next Pokemon game in the style of. Like Octopath Traveler 2. Yeah, uh, that two, they, oh. that HD two D right. would be so nice. <laughs> or remake, remake Pokemon like Gold in that style, <laughs> and I would pay whatever they asked. I'm looking at this. I'm looking
0: at some of this footage right now. I've never played black and white and played most of the Pokemon's, but the but this looks like a 3D engine that mm-hmm. the, that 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 the sprites are moving around in. Yeah, or
1: maybe
2: these characters are
1: yeah, no, it, also it's, 3D models. It's no, I believe it's sp- flat sprites. On 3D backgrounds.
2: If you could see battle animation. Yeah. The Pokemon look like they're moving like cartoons. Like it looks like it looks unreal to me. I, I love it. It's my, it's my absolute favorite looking uh, Pokemon um, so far. Um, it's, it, I can't believe I missed it. That's, the, wow. that's my big takeaway is that I'm having so much fun with it. And it's exactly the type of Pokemon journey that I like. And I, I completely skipped it. That's right. to got to play them all. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of the, catch them all in a Pokemon. Got to play them all. No skips, baby. In our world. <laughs> you got to play them all. But uh, Heather, what are you playing?
1: Well, guys, I finally broke out of the shell of Fortnite. That's not to say I haven't played Fortnite this week. Mm-hmm. And in fact... Set up the PS4 in a different room so that Mary could start learning how to play Fortnite. Wow. Which uh she's dabbled in now. We're we're keeping her uh on the on the sort of DL until she gets the uh controller scheme mm-hmm. memorized. But she she's played a few rounds. She uh she knows how to like open doors, pick up weapons, fire the weapons, toggle through stuff. She went to the Kid Laurie concert. Wow. Um But uh, you know, playing with the um Get Played Battle Bus on our Discord, which is now, I think, 50 or 60 strong. Like, it's a real community. I love it. But the big news of this week is that I spent a couple hours not playing Fortnite while also playing video games. <laughs> and it was because I got PSVR 2, as I mentioned, last week
0: on the show. Very cool.
1: Um, here's how out of touch I've been with... Uh, well, first I'll say I, I got the Horizon demo. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fucking great. Ooh. You climb, you climb by, ho- like climbing. Like yeah. you use your hands to climb.
0: Heather is doing the motion above her head as of she's climbing talking. a ladder. Yeah,
1: it's like it's like doing mime work. So okay, cool. Wow, and the graphics look so smooth and mm-hmm. so beautiful. Um, really, really great. Uh, I I would call it on par, if not because of ease of use above. The other v r headset that I have, which is the um valve index, oh, okay, um significantly physically lighter also, which is nice oh. that's great uh but I'm so out of touch on on uh oh, and I also played res, holy shit res in v r is incredible I've never played like res VR oh game. my God damn it's so fucking good um couldn't help but like. Bop in place while while playing it because the soundtrack's so good. It oh, fe- yeah. it feels like you're hacking a mainframe in a 1990s movie. Mm. Like you're flying through cyberspace as like a grid person, uh, attacking enemy AI. Great game. Love to
0: be a grid man.
1: Grid you a grid man. Uh but here's the thing: I didn't know until I looked up for today that Gran Turismo Seven was actually released a year ago. I'm not a Gran Turismo person. Mm-hmm. I thought the Gran Turismo 7 was released this week in accordance with the VR release because everybody on Twitter has been talking about it as a VR game and how exceptional it is as a VR game. And I am here to testify it is so fucking good in VR. It is it is it is crazy how good it is. Mm. And I'd like you to put on this uh, this music track that I sent you, uh, Matt. Because I'm not Because I'm not a Gran Turismo person I didn't realize that a lot of the Aesthetic of Gran Turismo Is smooth It's just like chill vibes Mm -hmm. So can you hit that Can you hit that song So this is like Your menu Experience
2: Oh hell yeah Right? This just sold this game to me. I'm buying this.
1: It's so like when you play when you play like Forza or you play like any of these other racing games that I've dabbled in, it's this attack. it's assaulting your senses constantly. And Gran Turismo is more like a cafe experience. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, there's like Cafe Leblanc in Persona 5. But
1: it also uses a cafe as part of its hub world. So like there's A cafe you spend time in, which is beautifully rendered, you get these little menus from these characters who work in the cafe. So it's almost visual novel-esque. And they're like, hey, I think you should collect these three uh, FF Japanese cars. And then there's like a little history of what that is. And then you go into these races with the intention of unlocking those cars. Wow. And you complete the menu, and it's this beautiful paper menu of those cars that you've now unlocked. Oh. And then you get like these slow panning shots of the cars while you find out more history about the cars. And then you go back to the cafe and you get like more menus. And people who uh, review bombed this game because uh,
2: you can drive as a girl
1: what? <laughs> like that's like what, what they would oh. be mad at. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Grant, I'll read from Wikipedia here. Gran Turismo 7 was the subject of review bombing on Metacritic two weeks after release, following changes made to the game through updates. It received the lowest Metacritic user rating for a game published by Sony. Criticism focused on its aggressive use of microtransactions and the focus on grinding to unlock in-game currency and content. Players noted that updates to the game increased the time needed to grind, as well as reducing the amount of rewards gained, mm. feeling it encouraged spending real money on microtransactions. I didn't know until I was reading this that you spend anything.
2: No, I, I
0: do remember reading this criticism at the time. It was, um, it was like, it was the kind of thing where like you'd have to like grind for like 700 hours to like un- unlock a certain car. The pricing money. of
1: items was labeled by some mm-hmm. as being too expensive. Noting certain car- cars cost as much as 200 real dollars. Uh, and... Uh, Bargain IRL. <laughs> <laughs> during the first month of release, polyphony, polyphony, Polo- polyphony, Polyphony President Kazunori Yamuchi uh, nascent uh, <laughs> wrote that while he wished for players to enjoy content without microtransactions, he felt it important that cars reflected the prices of their real-world counterparts to convey their value and rarity. And his statement drew some criticism. I'm not having any of that experience in fucking Gran Turismo Seven. Oh, I'm I'm getting these menus, listening to that smooth music in a VR helmet. And then getting on a racetrack, which is fucking identical to reality, so much so that when you come around a corner and the sun is in your eyes, you're you're angling your head like so yeah. that you can like get out of the sun to see. When you are driving at night, the headlights in the in the rearview mirrors are blinding you. Like if you have, if you aren't sitting quite right in the, in the fucking driver's seat, it is, I I drove in the rain in a race and I was like, I am in a car (laughs) and there is no difference. Like it feels like I'm in a car and I'm where the, the, the only difference is that it feels like I've got like a nylon, like nylons over my, my head, Mm -hmm. but otherwise, otherwise it is visually identical. Yeah to the experience of a real
2: drive. Have you, have you tried to do what you do when you play Microsoft, um, flight simulator and just drive as fast as you can and crash into the first thing you see? (laughs)
1: There's not really crashing. in Gran Turismo games.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, it's, but also, it's such a smooth experience that I'm just like, I want to be respectful in this race. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting a bonus if I don't hit other cars. I see, I see. If I can get first place in the race without hitting another car and mm-hmm. I get that extra currency and then I can unlock like a, the difference between, dri- all, so I'm driving a fucking Yaris or whatever mm-hmm. and then I unlock the classic Mini Cooper and I'm in that car and looking at the environment of being inside of that car in VR, I'm like, this. I'm in this fucking car. I'm in the real car. That's wild. The, well, oh, if you're driving in a car that's older and you're going at a top speed, the wind noise on the car is in your ears in 3D. Oh. So like you're hearing the wind the way you would hear the wind in an actual car. It's fu- It's yeah. so fucking sick and so tight <laughs> that I am going to drop... Money on a racing wheel. Wow. Which is something I've threatened to do on this podcast before, mm-hmm. but have never actually done. And that's what I'm doing. I'm buying a fucking racing wheel.
0: I love it. I love this for you. Are you going to get pedals too?
1: Yeah, pedals. I'm getting a, a direct drive racing wheel. So it has all the torque of a real fucking wheel.
2: That's amazing. And
1: I'm going to play, I'm going to just sit, listen to that smooth music. Put that on one more time. I'm just going to sit in my racing chair and I'm going to hear as like the person in the cafe Mm -hmm. is like, Mm -hmm. have you considered maybe owning a uh, mid-range, mid-range sedan? Yeah. And I'll be like, well, yes, I have considered that. It's also because the game is so authentic and feels so real. Yeah. There's pleasure in driving these cars that I would never fucking care about in the real world. Mm. Like, I do not care about a Yaris.
2: How dare you? If uh, if a cafe, oh, VR is for years. If Great somebody, car. if somebody at a cafe came up to me and was like, "You should collect this type of car," I'd be like, "Mind your fucking business! <laughs> <laughs> Don't you, talk to me like that."
1: I want to, I, I want to add one more thing, which is that I'm, I'm speaking from a place of enormous luxury and privilege for this one game. The experience of Gran Turismo it, for without VR might be boring as shit. Like I like I like racing games. It is so fucking good in yeah. VR. It's it's I can't stop thinking about. It. I want to. I can't wait to try it. The other day I woke up and I was like, I'm not gonna play Fortnite. I'm gonna go into the garage and I'm gonna play a little bit of uh, Gran Turismo.
0: That's rad. I, I first off, they, you described that very well. The only part of the game that interests me because I don't like I don't like racing games. I don't like driving. Period is. Chilling in that cafe. That sounds fun. <laughs> and if I could get a job in that cafe and just like not have to drive, I I I might be interested. But I'm I'm curious because the from what I've heard of this, it, it is so from you and from from reading and listening to other people's testimonials. Like it, it is like such a very visceral, engrossing uh, experience. Do you feel? Do you feel anything? Like do you get any like headaches or nausea? No I don't, motion sickness. I don't.
1: But I'm not. I, like the only game in VR that has given me nausea was Blair Witch. Yes. I'm not. Like if I play, that one made I me sick too. I could play Beat Saber for literal hours and never ever feel anything except Beat Sabery.
0: I wonder if a big part of it is just like our existing perception of like if you're in a car, you are seated, but you're in motion. Yeah. Whereas Blair Witch, it's like it's simulating walking. But so you're either sitting or standing, but you're walking. Yeah. That's super disorienting. Yeah. It made me feel like I was going to fall over.
1: Well, I was uh, like I'm I'm racing in this car and I get far enough out in first that I s- started like looking out the window and then I was like, oh, my God, there's. That I can look in the back seat, so I was like driving forward and like, peering, like a guy back there, peering over my. <laughs> There's just a dude jerking off in the back seat.
2: <laughs> but you're a good driver. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's oh god, it is so pleasant, and I cannot wait to have a, a wheel to play it because I, I think I might become a racing head.
2: Wow! I when that wheel comes. Let me know. Yeah. I'm coming right over. You got it, buddy. I can't wait to try it. You got it. it. You that can, can play great. that.
1: And you and the barrier of entry is you have to play 32X for 45 oh, Yeah, minutes. Yeah, That's <laughs> Hey, look, I'm happy to do it. We
2: got to do that. I, we, we'll have to do that soon. Um, That sounds so good. It's so good. It's so good. Because I loved Forza, the Forza 5 game that came out last year on um, Xbox and, and, and Game Pass. And that is like the exact opposite of what yeah. you've described where it's like it's very like, you know, it's just it's just a, it's just, yeah, just a lot going aggressive. on. It's aggressive. Yes, where this it, this seems like a, a a nice chill game, Wiger. You were looking for a chill game, love a you don't chill like driving. Game. Them, no, so this I, would not work for me. I, yeah. I want to
1: say a couple things about the PlayStation hardware, mm-hmm. the the PSVR two mm-hmm. hardware. Um, one is it is so much lighter than the uh than the the Vive or whatever the fuck it's called, the Valve Index. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so much lighter, That's which huge. is a, a huge pleasure pleasurable experience. Mm-hmm. Um. I found that the field of view was smaller than the Valve Index. Like, I feel like the the way you see the world is slightly more binocular. Mm-hmm. Um, the controllers, as of right now, I'm still getting used to because when you slide your hand into the uh, the Valve Index controllers, it you can, like, open up your hand and you don't feel fear of them dropping because you're kind of secured to the controller, but... The PSVR controllers are more like, I have to actually hold mm-hmm. these. Um, but the overall, I can't, every fucking time I plug in my Valve Index, I have to troubleshoot for a half hour before yeah. I can get the fucking thing to work. And with this, I plugged it into my, my PlayStation and it was like, look around your room. Like there's no additional cameras. There's no, nothing, like you don't have sensors or anything. So I look around my room and it created a, uh rudimentary um what what's the word I'm looking for? Polygonal map mm-hmm. of my room so that it knew where everything was and then was like, great, where do you want to play in this space? Mm-hmm. And you could like get up, walk around everything. It has pass-through, so you can see what you're looking at. And I was like, well for this game, I'm just gonna play on the couch. So I select couch. Um it's so fucking good that I am going to remodel my office wow. in order to allow me a larger play space for the PSVR. That's fucking great.
0: I yeah, I, everything I've heard about the hardware, it sounds like a like a just a, a just a, a nice iteration on everything that exists. Yep. Nice improvement. I I can't.
1: Justify Justify,
0: Yeah, I can't justify getting another piece of VR headset when I have one that, like, every time I put on my Oculus, it's like, ah, it needs an update. And it's like, fuck this. Never. You don't
1: need an update. Also, wild. So it has built in earbuds, which is a really interesting choice Mm -hmm. because once you put them in, you can't sense that they're there anymore. And I think over ear headphones would provide you this different. Like they're, they've done a lot of work to try and make it feel invisible, mm, sure. both with weight and also the way that the earbuds are wired directly into the helmet and sort of dangle on little wires, yeah. So that there's also no lag because I feel like that would create additional nausea. It's it's a really pleasurable experience, but by far, Gran Turismo Seven is the best part of it. Ooh.
0: It's a it's a legitimate I think also a a safety concern where you don't want to be too locked off from the yeah. world, right? I I I got some earbuds, some wired earbuds for my Oculus and it was the kind of thing where it's just it's so clunky. Like it's like I kind of have them just kind of jerry rigged where you know they're yeah. they're routed through some too much. straps and yeah, it being built in that sounds like, they, a, like yeah, a big it, upgrade. Yeah,
1: it's it, it's like a little th- uh thing that's there's a a regular headphone jack that is in the back of the helmet and they come with a U-shaped dangling uh earbuds that snap into the back of the helmet lock in place and then the earbuds dangle down and you just put them into your ears does that make sense what i'm saying 100% yeah. yes
0: yeah. wow
1: that's fantastic that's great well I'd hey s- I'd suck the dick of that headset. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, she loves it. <laughs> that was some beautiful music
0: you played <laughs> for the Gran Turismo Cafe Lobby. But you know, there's a very different sort of vibe we're gonna get from the music we got on today's edition of Now That's What I Call Video Game Music. We're talking intensity, passion the fire of combat yeah. with yeah. battle themes. And I guess maybe we should begin with a quick taxonomy discussion of what is a battle theme in everyone's estimation. My mind instantly went to JRPGs, but I don't think it necessarily has to be limited. And RPGs in general, or, you know, uh, WRPGs as well. But, you know, I don't think it has to be limited to that.
2: No, and I I do think a lot of my selections fall under that c- category. Sure. Uh, but, um... I do think of it as like cuz a lot of games have combat encounters and there's different music for that. So I would think of it as more like combat encounter music um in that it's not like necessarily like boss music, right? But yeah. it's like when you're in an enemy encounter, this is what plays. Yeah, yes. I
1: think it's I think it's any any reused theme because I feel like any specific like you if you're fighting sin in Final Fantasy 10 you hear that track that one time mm-hmm. but if it's a if it's a song that recurs over and over again that's a battle theme
0: but also there is a spe- there are also like boss themes that yes. play in, yeah, that's, in different. That's, that's different but like even even those that like repeat it's different than, than what you'll see in a normal combat encounter. I exactly. think we're on the same page yeah
2: because we've, we've done boss themes, this is different. This is different. This is well, non boss. I, I
1: have I have a track in my in my playlist which I think straddles the line, and I will defend it. But uh, but I'm I'm willing to defend it because I think it applies.
0: I maybe do too, which we'll get to that. Great. The other thing I was going to say is that this is and this is this is my experience looking up a lot of these tracks and and settling on my three. You talked about feeling old earlier, looking looking at like games and figuring out when they came out and how how you know dated they seem. For me, the thing that makes me look old is when I look for look up a video for a game that I played as an adult, and like the top comment is my childhood. <laughs> 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 to run into that in a game with a yeah. game released in like two thousand seven, you're like Jesus Christ. And that's rough stuff. Yeah. Anyway, let's get let's get into
2: these. I, I'd uh, someone other than me go first. Okay, I'll I'll pick I'll us off. Um, we talked about this a little bit um, a little while ago. Um, Pokemon Ruby, um, it, po- Pokemon has a lot of great music in it in general, um, but the uh, the the wild Pokemon encounter music is always really great, and it's a uh, it always has uh, you know similar refrains. But here's the one from Pokemon uh, Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald from that Game Boy Advance sound chip. That's so good. That's that's so good, yeah. How good the
0: Game Boy Advance sounded through headphones was always like so big for you because that speaker was so tinny,
2: but it still has like real bass to it.
1: That's you can so like tell
2: good. like what every instrument's trying to be.
0: Yes, yeah. It's it's but it but it's all it's it, hmm. it's also got like a very like you know. Uh, that that synthy chiptune sound to it. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not just trying to replicate no. real instruments. Yeah. I love that. I'll, I'll, I'll never get tired of
1: the, but mm. super
0: fucking fast run that gets into the combat encounters. It's, it's iconic. Great. Great stuff.
1: Yeah. Great pick. That's my first pick. That's great. That's great.
0: All right, go ahead, Heather.
1: Well, so it's interesting that you would say that about, um, instruments and you know what the instruments are supposed to be when you hear a song, mm-hmm. because the, First pick I have is I want to play the original version and then I want to play the version from the remake is the Final Fantasy seven battle theme, which when you heard it as a kid or before you were born in Matt's case, <laughs> uh, you were blown away by the sound chip on the PlayStation. You were like, holy shit, This this sounds like real stuff. And I want to play a little bit from the original version here. Like, having only heard the Genesis or the Super Nintendo before this came in, you were like, oh my God, there's so many instruments. There's so much build. Yeah. But what you were actually hearing in your head is what was released with Final Fantasy Remake. Because when you hear the remake version, you're like, oh, this is how I remember the song. Right. And so I want to play, my first pick is the Remake version of the Final Fantasy VII battle theme with real instruments.
2: Ah, Lydia Tar would be furious to play this.
1: It's so fucking good. Yeah,
0: the the whole soundtrack for this remake is unbelievable.
1: Like It's
2: astounding that they like did it.
1: I feel like I could listen to that song at the gym and I would push beyond every limit that I'd ever had as a person. I would just <laughs> I would be like
2: You'd limit break.
1: I yeah, I would <laughs> I would punch through a heavy bag if that was playing while I worked out. Wow. I think it's it is such a fucking jam and i used to i used to run to the original mm-hmm. like it was in my running mix and it would make me run twice as fast cuz i'd be like let's go but that new version oof that is choice the
0: track that i really like locked in on was uh, genova j e n o v a uh, which i just I similarly like from like you know i'd listen to it over and over again the original soundtrack and then yeah, the remake version is just so like yeah. unbelievably epic in the arrangement. What were we about to say, Matt? I don't remember. Oh, okay. Great.
1: <laughs> Nick, you're up.
0: Look, you know I was gonna do it. I was gushing about Persona Five Royal. Love this game. Best one of the best JRPGs ever made and an unbelievable soundtrack. Let's just let's just play it. Last surprise, music by Shoji Meguro. Mm-hmm.
1: That's. Oh, I mean, I feel like I'm racing in Gran Turismo.
2: <laughs> I can like hear the little, the sound of like the menu, the different little menu things yeah, yeah. that you have to go through when you're fighting. Yeah.
0: Ugh. and maybe the odd looking cool Joker. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: Morgana. Great stuff! So good. I gotta get back to it.
1: Me too. I'm gonna, I'm Phenomal gonna game. start it all over again on my uh, OLED <laughs> Switch. <laughs> I've been
2: thinking about getting it for Switch.
1: Oof. Oh. God, that's good. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's so fucking good. A banger! The whole soundtrack, bangers. I I like what I I feel like our characters as people are so well established. Mm-hmm. That hearing these songs feels like we're inside of each other's heads. Yes. A little bit. Yeah. Like there's like a.
2: I'm glad you finished a, that sentence, but yeah.
1: A triumphant <laughs> sort of like celebratory experience of being Matt. Yeah. Sure. There's a rush into battle, kill as much as you can from me. And then there's like Nick Weiger's like, he's walking down the street and he's kind of jamming out while on his way to the train. Oh,
2: field. yeah. 100%. Nick, you got on the train today, right?
0: No, no fucking no i mean like i i would normally i would normally take the bus over but we were starting so early i uh-huh. was just like fuck i think i gotta do a you
1: you should uh you should get that an analog pocket booted up and and take it on a train and feel feel real smooth that's a
0: great point i saw a dude playing a a steam deck on the train holy shit uh last week and it
2: was I was
0: like, "That's the that dude's a fucking alpha." Yeah. He was standing too. He <laughs> not, was standing with full head, head like over ear headphones playing the Steam Deck.
2: Wow, yeah, not every day somebody just like fucking big dicks you on yeah. the, on the train. <laughs> oh, you got a video
0: game podcast? That's cute. Yeah, I'm Jesus playing the fucking Christ. Steam Deck. Yeah.
2: You bitch. Shit, he
0: just shits on your shoes yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> while standing. Stand horse style? in yeah. that
1: place, <laughs> Apodaca.
2: Okay, what, what's your next pick? This is this, this next pick. I feel like well, it's of course a pick I'm gonna make, but there's a lot of different types of um, of this type of song in this game, so I'm going with Kingdom Hearts. But you know,
1: every yes.
2: every yes. every world has a different battle theme. Yes, it's true. That's and okay, man. I was Ugh. like, I was like, which one do I pick? Which one's one of my favorites? And you know, I I'm a Nightmare Before Christmas boy. I love Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. Uh, big movie in my house. So I went with the Halloween Town battle theme from the Kingdom Hearts 1.5. Uh, OST, which is the same, but here we go.
1: Wow, does this bring back fucking memories instantly?
2: You're Sora. You're sort of dressed like a scary Sora. Donald's like a mummy. Goofy's like a Frankenstein or something.
0: What a compositional challenge to be like, hey, there's this really strong existing soundscape yeah. for this property. Just sort of slide in here and come up with something new that feels like it was always a part of it. And they,
2: it succeeds. It's, yeah. it's so great. That's a great pick. All the music in Kingdom Hearts fucking owns. Mm-hmm. And so it was hard to pick just one, but that, that yeah. one is great. I also, also want to shout out from Kingdom Hearts 2, um... The space paranoids from uh, the Tron level. Mm. When people, when Disney was like, "Hey, we're trying to get people excited about Tron again." I, look, I'm still excited about Tron. Hey, I I'll take all that that you got. Any Tron you got, fucking shove it down my throat. <laughs> I love Tron. Uh, that's my second pick.
1: I'm gonna have a uh, a pick, I believe, from that musician later on. Oh, but wow. right now, I want to, I want to go back to, 13 years ago which is appropriate because my next pick is from Final Fantasy 13. Wow. Released in 2010 uh and with music written by Masashi Hamauzu Hama- Hamauzu Hamauzu Um Final Fantasy 13 is not well remembered or well regarded. But the soundtrack to Final Fantasy 13 is among the best. Oof. And it the there is the battle theme for Final Fantasy Thirteen has no business existing or going as hard as it does. And here I'd like to play a little bit from Lightning's journey to whatever the fuck I don't remember what she was doing, like trying to make a crystal. I know she returned <laughs> at a certain point. She in like the third game. Yeah. God damn it! What could have been for Final Fantasy Thirteen? But here, but here is one place where it really, really, really bullseyed that target. And we're going to have to wait a little bit for the fucking violins to come in. Okay. Because this is your opening salvo in a battle. So you're like doing your regular attack, you know? Cuts. I don't think I've
2: ever seen this girl before. <laughs> <laughs> she looks Lightning? cool. Yeah, yeah, she
1: looked great. Okay, so you're like... You're doing your, your basic magic. Okay. It's, it's not bad. But then there's going to be a moment where you're like, ah, fuck, I don't want to fucking fight this monster anymore. And you pull out your, like, high-level magic. Oh,
0: Anytime, like, one of these themes has, like, you're settling into it and it's like, oh, this is the cool part. And then it gets to the next part. It's like, no, this is the cool part. Yeah. This one is totally
2: that. Here's actually what the song is. Yeah,
1: It's so good. You know those rare occasions where somebody in the Olympics will, like, do a ice capade or whatever they're called to, like, a yeah. uh, like Jurassic Park theme? Or, like, sometimes you'll even see them do, like, a Final Fantasy one. I feel like Final Fantasy Thirteen's battle music would make for an excellent Olympics. Mm-hmm. F- I don't know what that event is. You know, the event where they dance to music, but yeah. on the ice. Yeah, the Olympics.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I was that. That I mean, that's a that's a great that's a great pick. I would like, it it kind of evoked Final Fantasy Twelve for me, and I was like, is that the same composer? But apparently not. No, he but left
1: he, in twenty ten.
0: But here is a here is a. Um, Fun fact about Hamaozu is that he was one of the vocalists in the chorus for One-Winged Angel from Final Fantasy hey! that's
1: amazing! that's great. Yeah.
0: Sang Sung bass for him. Nick- well, that's a great pick. I- I'm going to a different franchise. So the Might and Magic franchise, huge PC RPG staple in the 80s, 90s, 2000s. And they had a spin-off in the same way that Final Fantasy Tactics kind of spun off from Final Fantasy. They had a tactical game of their own, the Heroes of Might and Magic series. Great soundtracks for those games. And the one pick I have is from Heroes of Might and Magic 3. When I was going through this and when I was doing this exercise, this was like I was think the, the combat themes of which there are four in this game was one of the things that I thought of. And I just think this just really sort of captures the intensity of uh, and the, the kind of ticking clock of these tactical turn-based battles that you'll have in this game of high fantasy creatures. So this is Combat Theme 2. It was hard to pick which, which one of the four, but this is the one I picked. Combat Theme 2 from Heroes of Might and Magic 3 by Paul Romero, Rob King, and Steve Baca.
2: Hell yes. That's good. Ooh. I love that the um the art for Heroes uh, of Might and Magic 3 shows, or uh, at the bottom it says, the sequel to the most popular game of 1997. <laughs> <laughs> also, is that true? I don't know. I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's great soundtrack. So good and like so different than the other picks. Well, it's also yeah. like you have a, you know, it 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 feels very. I think I already said the word primal, so I'll repeat myself. But it feels very primal. It feels very like yeah. like oh shit, we've we've got a bunch of fucking. There's barbarians at the gates. Only they you know they're like they're fucking high fantasy monsters. Um, they're basilisks and uh and goblins and then i'm guarding my tower with with a, you know pegasi uh but you know but it but it is like it just kind of kind of has that feeling yeah of just like oh shit some shit's about to go down and then you have the time to consider your actions because it's turn-based but it also like feels like that it's got this urgency like just shoving you in the back the whole time so really like that one really like all the music from these games hell yeah
2: um here's how about my final pick
1: all right, and, and this Matt's one,
2: final pick. This is my final pick, and you know, this is this one might be maybe a bit of a surprise. I don't know. I've talked about how I've played this game, yeah, and this is like one of the few of this franchise that I have actually played. Right. Um, so but, anyway, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, <laughs> yeah. uh, Guitar Hero, and hear me out, hear me out. Uh, Through the fire and flames is a combat song. Um, <laughs> uh, no, this uh, this game. I played it, I played through it several times on my Game Boy Advance and I just fell in love with it and uh, it was paired with its sequel um, and I played both those games quite a bit and, but I would always go back to the first one and the combat music in the original Final Fantasy is so great and iconic to me that I figured, I figured we'd be playing a lot of Final Fantasy music today and I was like, I got to get in there, I got to get in there from from the start. Yep. So here we go. Here's the original Final Fantasy battle music.
1: That's just fun. Yeah. That's good. It feels like a it feels like a little bit of danger. Yes. Like uh-oh. Almost feels like you versus a coffee machine. <laughs> <laughs> And it's great because this is going to provide incredible contrast to my next
2: song. <laughs> I just I played this game so much. Sure. And I, I I dabble with the thought of getting the pixel remaster. Um, yeah. Honestly, daily. Yeah. Is that is that from the NES version or is that from the Game Boy Advance remaster? That one is from the NES version. Okay, the NES yeah. version. Okay. Yeah. The, I, I imagine the Game Boy Advance one is a little. More, it's, but
1: that's a smooth, that's a smooth little track, yeah.
2: Just a nice, smooth little guy. Um, but yeah, uh, they're bundling one through six in the for the Pixel remaster for the Switch, and I'm like, that's a nice package, that's that's pretty good, but that's one of those ones where I like when I look at it, is like,
0: did is. Do they just screw up the fonts though? Like because that's the kind of thing that would just bother me just enough where
2: Yeah, it's the font is bad, but there's a if you bought them on Steam, there's a mod to patch in okay. the uh the other um you know, the um the correct font. I but might not on also Switch.
1: I might also recommend getting a um an EverDrive for your uh analog pocket uh. and just dropping 1 through 7 on that or 1 yeah. through 6 on yeah. that and you don't and even you need to ever drive
2: so- anymore you can uh, just install the game boy advance core and and go to town
1: that's fucked <laughs> I gotta do it <laughs> yeah I've done it
2: already and I have I have an ever drive wow. I've, I've done it wow uh, it's, it's it's fantastic but yeah th- that those are my picks um the battle theme from a uh, Pokemon Ruby Sapphire, the Halloween Town theme from uh from Kingdom Hearts, and the battle theme from uh from the original Final Fantasy. Heather, what's your final pick? Heather's lo- final pick.
1: I love that that original Final Fantasy because my next pick is and final pick is um from the most recent mainline Final Fantasy game. It could be argued this track is a boss theme, but. The only time it appears is when you fight larger animals on the open field. Mm -hmm. So I think it is more of a large animal battle theme. It's not playing when you fight actual bosses. Okay. So I think that this is like a, it's a variant on the battle theme Mm -hmm. as opposed to, like, boss specific, right? I think
2: so. That's fair. This was
1: written by the Kingdom Hearts composer, Yoko Shimomura, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh... And was first featured in the Final Fantasy 13 Versus trailer, which I was at the Tokyo Game Show in 2007. Wow. And went into the private Square Enix theater and saw the very first trailer for 13 Versus. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy fucking shit, this is going to be the greatest game ever made by people. <laughs> And it was in large part because of this song playing under that trailer with lyrics by Tetsuya Nomura, Mm -hmm. character designer and director, character designer of Final Fantasy VII, et cetera, uh, and the uh, director of Kingdom Hearts. But let's play a little of Omnis (laughs) Lacrima. I would like to imagine... Going into the Square office, the Square Soft office, when Final Fantasy One is first coming out, and yeah. playing that ba- they're playing that battle theme, and they're like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "I'm from the future. This is where this ends up." <laughs> <laughs> you got to turn it up just a little for this. It's so good. Ah. Oh. She uses a very Kingdom Hearts chord progression in it. Yeah. It feels like a Kingdom Hearts song where, like, Sora has to fight Christ. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Gar, Sora, we're on the Christianity world. <laughs> Can't believe you turned it down so early. Well, I could have listened was- to it forever. <laughs> It's
2: so that was that was fantastic. Yeah, it's really great, good
0: stuff.
1: Great fucking song.
0: Um, time for my my final pick. Nips. Weiger's final pick. Oh, I was gonna do it. No, it's okay.
1: <laughs> I gotta do it.
0: I gotta. <laughs> I gotta handle. It. <laughs> I thought a lot about this pick. the The issue here is that you always want we're, we're compiling these. There's so much stuff that you can't pick because you have to you have to get it down to three. And you also there's like an element of like, well, fuck, I want to. I want to throw out stuff that people know, but I also want to have that cred of like, "Hey, I got this is a cool pick, right?" You know. Yeah. So I thought about it a lot, and ultimately I just settled on like, I kind of don't care if this is another fucking Final Fantasy, and I don't care that this is kind of maybe an, an obvious one because I just think it's so good, and it's one of the battle themes I think of first of all. I, I do regret not having any Yasunori Mitsuda on here because uh, just some great, great compos a great composer. Uh, you did know, a couple of great battle themes, Zeno Gears. Chrono Trigger, but the the pick I went with is uh, Nobuo Uematsu, the original Final Fantasy composer, and this is from Final Fantasy VIII. This is the battle track that plays during the sequences where you control Laguna, who is kind of the sub-protagonist in this game. This is Final Fantasy VIII, the man with the machine gun.
2: Oh.
1: I think a lot of people prefer this to the actual battle theme 100 percent. but boy when I first played Final Fantasy 8 and I had to play as this asshole I was like what is happening <laughs> the fuck am I playing as this guy
0: oh I
2: loved it give me them fucking
0: curveballs
2: I was just thinking about this because we're recording at the uh Sirius XM office mm-hmm this is the first time any of this music has been played here, probably.
0: <laughs> Should we roll right into, like, Rick Springfield or something? Yeah, Put or, like, back on track?
2: Patriot Radio. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Bangers. All bangers, Good guys. stuff all around. It. It's good times. Love a battle theme. Love a battle theme there. You know, it's it can be scary, but you got
0: to do it. Send us some of your favorites. We'd like to hear, the, the, hey, you know what? You like that combat music that hop, that happens in Breath of the Wild? Maybe that could be a battle theme. Oh, yeah. You yes. like that yeah. one? You could pick yeah. that. Yeah. But send us some of your favorites. We'd yeah. like to see them in the Discord. Oh,
2: we'd love to see it. We'd absolutely love to see it. I'll click on those links. I'll listen to that yeah. music. I'll be like, oh, that's good stuff. You don't got to tag us. Yeah, you well, we don't have to tag no, us. We'd love to. We'll see, see it. it. Yeah, yeah, we'll see it. Well, and here. Yeah, go ahead. Just know that if you don't tag us, we still will see it. It's fine. You can tag Matt. No. And then he'll no, let us know. Matt, don't tag me. Tag, you don't have to tag, tag me. Tag Matt. Tag no, Matt. You tag don't Matt. have to. You absolutely don't but have to. But if you want us to see it, tag Matt, because then Matt will give us a heads up. Well, here's the thing I won't do that. I will just hold it for me. So actually don't <laughs> tag me at all. Okay, got it. Maybe just at everyone. <laughs> <laughs> don't at the channel. Definitely yeah. don't do that. Yeah. Uh guys, how about a segment?
1: Oh my love goodness, okay.
2: Okay. Can Nick and Heather guess the game based on the reviews alone? It's mm-hmm. time for Blind Item Reviews.
0: Blind Item Review is hard, uh, but I'm excited to
2: play it.
1: I love this game.
2: It's a great game, um, and uh, it's not just because I made it. Um, It's just good. (laughs) People love it. Okay, so uh, just as a refresher, here's how it goes. I've curated some negative, mixed, and positive reviews uh, for some beloved and critically acclaimed games. Based on these reviews, it is up to you two to guess what the game is, and if you lock in a guess, here's how you can get points. If you lock in a guess during the negative round, you get three points. If you lock it in during mixed, you get two, and if you lock it in during positive, you get one. Does that make sense?
1: Okay. Yes. Points for the answers.
2: Yes, points yeah. for the answers. Okay, so here's our first game. Here's the first negative review. I didn't even finish. Extremely undeveloped storyline and like no challenge whatsoever. I almost bought it too, but I was like, maybe I'll rent it first. That thought saved me $40, LOL. It's pretty disappointing to like diehard blank peeps, but I mean, it wasn't that bad. The graphics were awesome. I just wish there was more to choose from. LOL. So, some clues there.
0: Mm-hmm. $40. So, that's certainly not our modern era. And games cost fucking $70. Unless it's an indie game, but they are they're also mentioned renting it, which. You could buy a game now and return it, and call, consider that a rent. But I think that language makes me think of shout out to Sonic Frontiers and me. doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I think you think of retail game. Also, I'm I'm appalled that you did that for Sonic Frontiers. I sent fucking it straight back to fucking Jeff it's Bezos. So fucking good. Well, you know what? It sold like three million copies, so they good. didn't need your help. Good. I should have shat on mine. <laughs>
2: I'm mad at Matt. Me too. <laughs> it's a good game. That's fine. You guys I'm happy you guys like it. <laughs> little
1: little feet on the on the sand.
2: <laughs> Does anyone want to try to venture again? Yes. Okay, so There's ret- no penalization. Rented game,
0: forty dollars, story lost them. <sighs> um there are under- diehard peeps. 2
2: is part of the... die-hard
0: peeps, perhaps fans of the genre, perhaps fans of the game. I don't think it's this, but I'm going to guess uh, Skies of Arcadia, the Dreamcast RPG. Oh, that is
2: incorrect. Heather, would you like to venture a guess? Uh, where would
1: you ever rent a Dreamcast
2: game? could rent a Dreamcast game. Fucking at a Blockbuster
1: fucking- didn't know it existed.
2: Okay. You could find it somewhere. Hollywood Video, maybe.
1: I'm going to guess... Tekken 2. <laughs>
2: <laughs> incorrect. We're going to move on to the uh, the mixed round here. Okay. While I love blank and all, this one was sort of bad in the areas that usually make blank games so memorable. For one thing, it was totally lacking in the plot area, and most of the time it felt like I was just playing to find out what new skimpy costume I can get the characters into next. Mm.
1: Got it. Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball. <laughs> Heather, incorrect. Fuck!
0: I thought it was a Dead or Alive though when you said that skimpy costumes thing. So that's making me think of: Is it? Are we in the right ballpark? Are we in the right generation?
2: Nope. Uh, <laughs> what year? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'd say we're
0: talking because because Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball was Xbox original, right?
2: I'd say we're in the
0: ballpark. Xbox, Dreamcast, PlayStation games. We've we've kind of mentioned.
2: Definitely in the ballpark. Yes. Okay.
0: Skimpy costumes. Is it an RPG? Perhaps. Perhaps. One of my the one has skimpy costumes. Smoke's coming Come out on of Nick's Nick. ears. <laughs> you know this. this is-
2: <laughs> Come on, Nick. <laughs> uh,
0: hmm. I'm trying to think of an RPG of that era. You know what? I'm I'll guess I'll guess Final Fantasy X two or Ten two. 2
2: Nick's on the board with two points. Holy That's shit. Final Fantasy X two. Ten two.
1: Wow. Nick.
2: Uh, So, Nick, congratulations. That's two points.
0: Let me check. Three three female protagonists you're controlling, (laughs) party members. You do get new
2: costumes. Little little costumes. Yeah.
1: Well done. All right.
2: All right. Nick 2. Here we go. Let's go on to the next one here. Negative. While a lot of people seem to like this game, I'm in a minority that don't like it so much. It's not a bad game, per se, but the story is just a rehash. Of fantasy and sci-fi cliches and it doesn't have any fun with them. The locations are bland as it's all caves and factories. Caves and factories. Over and over again.
1: Caves and factories. Hmm. Caves and
2: factories. Caves
0: and factories. Caves and factories. Caves and factories.
2: Uh, Mass Effect. That is incorrect. Heather.
1: Cave Story.
2: That is incorrect. Here's the mixed review. It is an experience as much as a game, meaning it'll leave many people cold as it grabs by the right half of the brain. Blank good, then not quite excellent.
0: So it grabs the right half of the brain. That's the creative half? I don't know if this person knew. Just trying to get anything here. There's not a lot we can sink our teeth into except for caves and factories. Caves
1: uh, I'm going to guess Fallout factories. 3. It's
0: a pretty good guess. It's incorrect. Mm. Hmm. Hmm caves
1: and sci-fi fantasy tropes
0: sci-fi fantasy tropes i mean is it metroid
2: prime it is not here's the the positive review i also think this one might be tricky because i don't know if you guys have played this game but maybe you have i feel like uh, these are all pretty popular okay this is the best looking game for gamecube so far with its futuristic sci-fi environments and an almost pokemonish gotta find all these animals to get paid kind of play is a lot of fun Better than Star Fox Adventures, better gameplay all around fun. The only thing is that the controls are a little weird at first, and you can only uh, take out your weapon when the game says so. Other than that, it's great. A must play. All right, so this is a GameCube
0: game with pretty distinct gameplay. This is feeling like maybe something I didn't play.
1: Monster Hunter.
0: Heather, that is incorrect. Fuck. It's not Eternal Darkness. I'm just trying to think of more like second, like lower profile, not triple A. Or not like the highest profile Nintendo franchises. Uh, I'll guess Pikmin.
2: That is incorrect. The answer, Beyond Good and Evil. Oh, oh Beyond Good and Evil. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh yeah. okay. Just to, oh.
1: Yeah, that's
0: about what that warrants. No, I remember no. very little about that game except there was a pig guy.
1: I believe it, I the only the thing I remember is gay female protagonist? Sure. Maybe? Maybe I'm... Not remembering that. Maybe that was a different game. Maybe You're I Last was. Of Us. <laughs> maybe I was the game. <laughs> game <over at> <laughs> uh,
2: okay. Here we go. Here's. Let's move on to.
0: Oh, it wasn't a GameCube exclusive. That threw me off. No,
2: and mm-hmm. I, I think it was at first, and then it came to other. Um, Got it. Uh, to other consoles, because for a lot of these two, yeah, I'm remember, trying to pull this game, but contemporary conv- reviews. Got it. Um, here we go. Negative review. Very lovely and very infantile. The state of gaming has sunk so low that graphical grandeur has subsumed all strategy and tactics and intelligence. Fun? Insulting, really. Okay, strategy and tactics, perhaps a clue to its genre.
0: Visually dazzling. They're talking about how beautiful it is. I'm wondering if, is this a recent game? No. There's also a theme to uh, the games. There's a theme. Okay, wait. What, what was the first one? The first one was. You guessed it. Yeah, but I don't
2: remember. First that one was shit. Final, Final Fantasy X X2, 2. And the second game was Beyond Good and Evil. Okay.
1: Female protagonists could be the uh, theme.
2: No, but that's good.
0: RPGs? No. JRPGs? It's so general. It's hard to glom onto anything. Beautiful strategy tactics. What could the connection be?
1: Beepa Final Fantasy Twelve. <laughs>
0: That is incorrect. Heather. Fuck! It's a.
1: What was the, everybody's complaint. Was like, well, I'm not even playing the game. That was not. But it's lots of tactics in that game.
0: Is the connection the like the era, the kind of the platform? Because we had like a, a PS2 slash GameCube slash Xbox. I wouldn't sort of necessarily thing. say the no.
2: platform, but the era. The certainly. era. Um. Gears of War is incorrect. Here's the, the mixed review. Nice graphics, but otherwise, about everything qualifies as being merely okay. The fighting system could definitely have been worse. Uh, it is sometimes even enjoyable. But there are still times that you don't feel like being that much in control since there's only one dagger button, and sometimes you attack the, the zombie you didn't want to attack. Otherwise, in terms of content, too much repetition. Okay, dagger
0: button. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to guess uh, Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. Nick's on the board
2: again with uh, two more points. You got a dedicated dagger button. A dagger button. It's the one. One of the few games. Hate both of you. (laughs) One of the few games my
0: wife Natalie has played all the way through. Wow. She got super into Prince of Persia: Sands of Time and like played the shit out of it. Like beat it multiple times.
2: Did she play um, the other ones? The uh, Warrior Within. Within? No, did not play Warrior Within or the the third one that kind of returned to form. The two. uh,
0: not the two towers, but something like that. Yeah, Let's I don't just remember. Call it either. Two towers. Yeah, it's the two towers.
1: You're both dead to me. What the
0: heck? The other game and, and this was this was one I meant to shout out last week when we were talking about Goldeneye. That that like I was I was listening to some or no, I was like playing Goldeneye and mm-hmm. Nally was like, Is this No One Lives Forever? I was like, How the fuck do you know that game? It's like <laughs> such a specific PC game that was like, you know, she has she has like she has just like really, really specific games that she's spent time with and then other the the rest of it is just kind of like this bat fast That's amazing. Point. Yeah. But that, that was a that was a, a early ni- early two thousands spy spoof PC game. Um good sense of humor,
2: great soundtrack. Very golden adjacent. Uh we got one more. Great. Heather, so far, I hate to say this, you can't catch up. I don't want to. If she gets it on the the bad though, doesn't she get enough no. points? Well, you have no. four points, and the the bad one is three. Is three. I, don't, I guess I can I don't, make this in all or
1: nothing. No, I don't want to catch up. I don't care. I don't it's care funny. about this, anything.
2: This, this game
0: might need a balance tweak.
2: It might need a balance tweak. It was it was more before. I actually balanced tweaked it before. The the first, if you got in the negative, you used to get five.
1: I don't give a shit.
2: Maybe Fuck the you, negative guys. is
0: four. Maybe you split the difference. I, I don't Yeah, care. maybe. I don't care. Is one bad worth two two okay's?
1: It doesn't matter to me because right
0: now two, oak, two g- goods are worth one OK.
1: It's Quidditch rules. It's like you get one right and you you won. Yeah. <laughs> fucking dumb game. Yeah. Fucking
2: idiot. I think design, that's <laughs> that game. that's that's the worst thing in that series. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's just do this last one. Golden Finch is OP. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, this one uh, here's a negative review. This one. This is one of the lamest games I've ever played. One of the biggest disappointment in the whole saga. This game is so very limited in so many ways, beginning from uh, character cast, starting, starting soulless uh, blank, enter a magic realm, very similar to the cliche used in many books for kids. I'm trying to figure out what the point of connection
0: could be here thematically. Maybe it is just era.
1: <sighs> Big swing here. Because it's the only game I can think of that fulfills both being sucked into a world that's magic and also a sort of soulless protagonist. The bane of my existence, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. Heather, that is correct. Wow. Well
2: done. I put it in there because I was like, "This will be funny if Heather can guess it." <laughs> um, but yeah, this person did not like uh, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, uh, and then the the raving reviews uh, otherwise are, are are great. That's a setup. It's like a Narnia thing,
1: sort. Yeah, it's it's a a magic book mm-hmm. uh, that sucks the protagonists into Ivalis, the actual Final Fantasy twelve world. Mm-hmm. So they know the the world from the games. Mm. They're like, wow, this is Final Fantasy. This is, I've been, I've seen this. That's wild. Uh, and then it's, I mean, I've only gotten about halfway through the 10,000 hours required to beat that game. So I know that there are some major reveals, but it's pretty, it's pretty great. Like your antagonist is a friend who doesn't want to go home. It's like the main boss.
0: Wow. I almost put a Final Ta- Fantasy Tactics, the original track in my battle themes, mm. but I couldn't settle on them.
1: Well, that was Blind Item Reviews.
2: Nick is our winner. What was the connection? All these games came out twenty years ago. In exactly twenty years ago. Yeah, two thousand three. Yeah. 2003. 2003, yeah. Oh, wow. All of them. <laughs> I know that's why I picked it. It is interesting <laughs> that we were talking about that earlier. Yeah. That the idea that like games that you think are old, or you know, you look up games like you played, and they're actually old now. Yeah. All those games. The idea that Prince of Persia and the Sands of Time, a game that is one of my favorites, mm-hmm. is 20 years old, is yeah. is rough. is All rough to think about.
0: All I can say is my childhood.
2: My childhood. Well, hey, there you go.
0: <laughs> that was Blind Item Review, and that's this week's Get Played. Links to our social media are in the episode description if you want to join our Discord or just check in with us generally. Our engineering is by Jordan Duffy, Jordan K. Duffy on Instagram. And also check out our paywalled show, Get Animated, Heather. Talking Blue Lock. This We're, tra-
1: We're talking about the soccer anime Blue Lock, which is not a soccer show. It is basically, and I'm selling you on it because I, I was disinterested when I when I was like, ah, a soccer game show, but it's more like Squid Game that is soccer themed than it is a show about soccer. If you love soccer, it might make you angry. If you hate soccer then you're, this show's not really about soccer. And we're talking about, I believe, episodes five and six. Uh, so check out our uh, our show, Get Animated. We've talked about a bunch of anime. You can find it on patreon.com slash Played or on Stitcher Premium about a month after it's released on Patreon. And hey, guys. <laughs> I feel like this was a nice, friendly experience. I loved it. It's, it's so good not to have an antagonist in the show.
0: That's the thing. When the Resident Evil merchant shows up, he just throws all our vibes off. Yeah. Here we're just all relaxed. He really vibe. harshes my mellow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I think we got played.
0: Yeah, we got played. Yeah, we did. I don't miss him.
2: Yeah, I don't miss him either. Yeah, I he's don't, not, I don't like, care if he ever comes. Yeah, back. he was like, it's not like he was like my best friend yeah, or something. Kind of sucks. Whatever. Being friends I hope he's playing.
1: fine. I hope he's whatever. It doesn't matter.
2: Yeah. <sighs> Hope he fucking sold all his stuff or whatever.
1: Hope his cats are okay.